welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear stories of someone brave enough to bear it all. Let's get naked. So this is Compounding Joy, the series that where we focus on what things you can do, the tools to increase gratitude in your life. I love this series. Uh, you are my launch episode, so this is exciting. I know I'm putting you first. So tell me who you are, your website, and the letters. Okay. I'll tell you who I am. So my, I, I'm Joan Brager. I have, I hold, I have a doctorate in education from Harvard, and I, I've been coaching people for decades. And the last uh, seven years, I've been focusing on women and relationships because uh, I believe in joy, as Jen does, and I believe relationships can give you a lot of joy. I have a Website you can go to www.joanbrager, Brager is spelled B R A G A R, Brager.com. And if you go there, you can also get a free digital copy of my book. My book is called Never Too Late for Love. Oh, and I love your book. I've read your book. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Sometimes I forget in all of the things that I, yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Get the book, download the book. So PhD, we're talking about gratitude and joy specifically with women in relationships. So I want to talk about what you see as the biggest struggle in relationships and how we can do things to increase gratitude and joy. What tools can women use? That's a great question. I have recently begun to believe strongly that you can live in joy, that people can live in joy. This is a real possibility. Um, my daughter, who's in a much more difficult situation than I am, she has three little kids in the house and she works in a health facility, said, you know, mom, everyone's struggling. And I, I said, I'm not, I'm not struggling, actually. I'm actually, you know, fine. I have a, a lovely husband. We work from home and things have been okay. And I'm very, I am concerned for people who have been hurt, but I do know there is a way to have happiness, even if the world is in ongoing chaos, which it appears that it will. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do to become happy in your relationship. I, what I see, and I coach a lot of women, if you have a good man uh, who's being kind to you and good to you and treating you well all of the time, now those are the conditions, you need that. Um, it, one thing I uh, advise against is um, uh, we call it taking his inventory. You know. He has traits and behaviors that you might not like. Can you imagine that, living with a human being? Really? Sometimes I just look at him and go, really? Is that, you think that? Or you, you think that's what we should do? You know, he's a different human being. He has different thoughts than you. And you really have to have a sort of God bless him attitude about the whole thing. And then remember, even if there's a moment of annoyance, to remember the next moment when you're appreciating him and to tell him. You know, we went, to, we went recently to a wedding of some nieces and their father gave a talk, one of my nieces, and he said this, he said, tell your spouse you love them even when you don't feel it. I, I thought that actually was good advice. Now, I'm not saying you should be inauthentic, but listen, when my husband goes out the door, you know, I tried to tell him I love him because... I want him to come back actually. And I want him to be well and safe while he's out there. So there is something about love being um, a verb, not just an experience or a feeling like, yeah, I feel love. Yes, but love is something you do <laughs> quite, 
regularly. And uh, I'll tell you another one. We were we were out we were out to lunch. We're in Florida, where people do go out to lunch now. We're out to lunch with um, a cousin of ours, and she was talking about why she never married because she never found anyone who's the one. And people had asked me, "How do I know that my husband's the one?" Because uh, and uh, in fact, I wrote a second book. I've just, I'm in the middle of finishing a second book and the title of it is, Is He the One? Right? How do you know? How do you get to live happily ever after? And I, I, told, uh, I told this cousin, I know my husband's the one because at night when it's time to go to bed, he calls out from the bedroom, are you coming? And I say, yes. That's how I know he's the one who does that. So he's the one who, who always wants to make sure I'm coming to bed at night with him. <laughs> So he jump in on that really quick because I think first of all, love is a verb. I'm so 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 glad you said that. It it yeah. is an action word, and we need to yeah. show action, and that yeah. is so true. Um, and remind me, we'll come back around to love languages. Yes, but I I I want to hold that one for a minute. The the one thing you know when we because we're a blended family, and right. when Dane and I got together, he he's. So this is an endearing quality that could make me mad, right? Yeah. I have to think of them as endearing qualities that yeah. could make me mad. Yeah. Uh, one is that he like leaves stuff out on the counter and right. I decided it's not my job to clean up after him and he'll get to it when he wants to. And if that's the next day, then I have to let that go. That's my problem, not yep. him. And we make jokes about it. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know where you've been just by where you've left things because <laughs> it's, the weird you just leave things as you go and i'm more anal and meticulous about keeping my things picked up it's endearing and i could get mad and another thing is how he says things because he phrases things and i always go you know i'll give you like three more times because <laughs> <laughs> three or four times but he said to me when we met you know i could have met a dozen different women that I would have connected with just as well as I connect with you, but in completely different ways. That doesn't mean that I, we weren't really, really glad that it was he and I connecting with each other, because he's right. I mean, I could probably dated another man that I connected with super well, but in mm -hmm. different areas. Mm -hmm. And so I always thought, you know, you're not like the one, like there's never gonna be anybody else, like there couldn't be, but you're the really good one that I got lucky. Yeah. Have. You're the one I chose. You're the good, kind man that I chose to share my life with. And I'm going to appreciate you for that. And also, I'm not going to be saying, I wish you were different. That, that's a killer of joy right there. Yeah, no, never. No, and I think that when I switched things to where leaving stuff out irritated me too, that's an endearing quality that could make me mad. Exactly. But I'm not going to let it because I have control over that. It shifted it. And so we talk often about enduring qualities. But also love languages, if somebody is words of affirmation, you're talking about like saying something. I'm not a words of affirmation and Dane's not words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. But if that person is, that love being a verb and telling them is even more vital. I, I, think, I, I think you need to know what each other needs and then provide it if you can. I, I know my husband and I are both... He's very physical. My husband's a bear hug kind of guy. He gave me a bear hug on our first date. You know, he just, and I, I came to really uh, come to expect it and appreciate it. You know, that's when I knew I wanted him to stay. I didn't want all that affection walking out the door. <laughs> um, but early in our, when we were dating, when he realized that he really had fallen in love with me, he wrote up, I, I wish I could find it, about four pages of things he was grateful for in me. 
was like amazing. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And he also, since this is about gratitude, we both wake up in the morning. We, uh, we try to do something early because we're in Florida. So before the heat comes in, we go outside. And then we come back and sit in the house and we both meditate in separate rooms, actually. You know, and just grateful. Just calming, you know, getting ourselves into the best part of ourselves and appreciating what we have in our lives. And then we start our day after we've done that. And our, our days are very... Uh, you know, peaceful. We, we get to do work we love, which is a great thing. We get to talk to family all the time. We actually, now that we're in Florida, we see the family that's in Florida. I'm, I'm making plans to see the grandchildren soon when we go up north. I really miss them. But we've been talking with them on Zoom every Sunday. I read stories to the little ones on Zoom. I share my, I get my book on Kindle. I get a Dr. Seuss book and I share it on Kindle. I share my screen and I'm, I've been having a good time with the little ones. So you know, joy, you know, joy comes from love and relationships. I don't think it comes from anything else, to tell you the truth. You know, enjoying uh, being with people that you care about. Uh, my son, who's 38, just called me this morning, told me about things that are happening at work. And I, I just felt joyful talking with him, that he feels free enough to call his mother and tell him all about work and what's, tell me all about work and what's happening. It's, that's joyful. Right. I agree. Our adult kids, most of our kids are adults now and the amount of contact we have. Now we're recording this in June of 2020 where we have a pandemic and riots and killer wasps and hornets and I don't even know what else is coming. But and it will release in August, but regardless of when people are watching this, we, you know, when the pandemic hit, again, I did not feel a lot of stress personally, but right. there's a lot surrounding us. And some of that was actually our adult kids who lost jobs and didn't know right. they were going to feed themselves and came over for dinner a lot more. But what I was extremely grateful for is that we were the first phone call. Right. Uh, right? Those connections. Those connections. And, you know, one of the reasons I, I chose my husband is he has five children and he loves very much. And I got to have five extra children, adult, grown adults in my life who call and tell us things. And uh, it's a, so we share that. We share children. He loves my children and grandchildren. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And I, I really, I really want to underline this thing you said, Jen. I, I'll try to remember. Endearing qualities that could be annoying. It's, yeah. It's, it's, that's exactly it. Because in any given day, you know, I have the thing, the trail of things around. Oh, what I love is the unpushed in drawers. <laughs> the time on the microwave drives me. <laughs> right. The timer's still on the microwave. Like I'm looking to see what time it is and he didn't clear. I'm like, <laughs> this is a commitment I made to myself. So when I see the unpushed in drawers, I'm a little anal myself. I just push the drawer and I never say anything to him. I just put, if I don't want to see an unpushed in drawer, I push it in. Right. And if, if the timer's still on the microwave, I just hit the, the button for one second so I can see the clock. Right. Yeah. And I think for me, um, a tool that helped a lot was communicating it in a very non-irritated way. Yeah, I'm really like, please. is there a reason that you don't clear, like you put a lot of time in the microwave and then don't clear it? And he goes, look, look at that. I left you 27 seconds. I left that. <laughs> That's great. He's trying to contribute. He's trying to contribute something. I'm just yeah. like, hey, I left the toilet seat up for you this time so that you could put it down if you wanted to. I mean, like, it becomes a very 
I've learned that if you communicate it in a fun way or a way yeah. comedy or a way where I'm trying to understand yes. better, um, yes. leaves time on because it doesn't bother him. He'll either yeah. use time later or clear it and he doesn't have a desire to see the clock and yeah. neither one of us is wrong or right we have way right and that's the hard part oh, it's preferences you have preferences about how it's supposed to go so every single so now in the beginning of a relationship those yeah. little quirks um that instantly make you kind of like why didn't you clear the microwave or push in the drawer you know mm -hmm. oh you were leaving the drawer open for me to make it easier to access thank you Thank you. Right, thank you. No, it's it's the number of things I think it has to do something with maturity because the number of things I let go is, is just enormous. Like enormous. Enormous. I don't want to raise that with him. I don't want to raise that with him. And then if I over time when I don't raise it, I find we come back to happiness much faster. Oh yeah. Well, you're living you're so in my coaching, I do something, one of the first things I have people start with is write down three things they're grateful for, new things every day. Now you do the meditation in the morning, so that's another tool, but I just say, get a little flip notebook and write down three new things so it can't yeah. be the same thing every day. And it can be, there are moments that people are in a space and you have to meet them where they're at, where it's like they made their bed that's fine. You're grateful for it. It doesn't matter what they are. It's that you're writing down three new things every day because in science that trains the brain to look for the positive in life. It does. And, and I, and I like also what you said about it's how you ask makes all the difference. So I'll give you, I'll give you a, a general theory I have about men and women. I think men want to take care of women and be good to them. Good men, not, not crazy men. Good men want their woman to be happy. Yeah. They're, sort of, they're sort of wired for that. Are you happy yet? Are you happy, you know, so, you know, happy wife, happy life. That's what an old fashioned guy will tell you. And so I think they're wired for that. I think they really do want you to be happy. And I think women have to get more skillful at asking very nicely for what we want. Mm -hmm. And not, not bitchy, but nice, like, will you please pick me up on time from the hairdresser so I don't have to wait too long please honey and then when he comes if he's within five minutes you say oh honey thank you so much that was great I love that appreciate so, goes a long way right yeah yeah a long way yeah they all they want is appreciation and if you forget to do it uh, they can't keep going I recently um, yeah, recently we, we are putting an offer on a house right now and all that stuff. And when we were talking about, you know, what is our next step now that we're down to one child at home and things are changing and we knew that summer of 2020 would be the summer that we would want to make a change, but then it's a lot different of a year this year. So we really had to regroup. And he said, my whole goal is to do whatever makes you the most happy. Okay. And I said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, but I'm one part of this equation. Mm -hmm. So we actually need to set it up so that we're both getting what makes of course, us happy. Of course, but a, but, a, but a woman will think about that. A woman will say, what does he need and how should I set it up? But then she also has to remember, what does she need? Absolutely. And so a conversation about him wanting whatever made me happy at his expense and me saying, can we dial that back to compromise? Right. And so I really think when you have, you're right, when you have those conversations, it's good to just not get, not get irritated, not get everything that you want at the other person's expense. And, 
you know, really let them know that you appreciate them. I, uh, yes. And, and I like what you're saying about not getting irritated. If, if you're like uh, getting irritated a lot, you need to check your life out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that you're either upset about something or you're overtired or you're overworked and he looks like a good person to take that out on. And he's not. You know. He's not, although it's the easiest. And you know what kills me? And um, these were things that I did with my kids. When you're in the checkout line getting groceries and you have had a miserable day. Work's been terrible. You have a splitting headache. Your car needs repairs. You know, like one of those days. Yeah. And the person, the checker says, how are you today? And you're like, I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Them all the energy. Now yeah. I'm saying that you should verbally vomit all the shit that's going on in your life to this person you don't know, but maybe dial back how much of the energy that you have, which is very little in reserve on those days. Don't give it to that person. Say, I'm great. Thanks. I hope you're having a good day. Just because then you get home and you take everything out on your family. Mm. That's a pattern we all get into. They're the people we love the most, we're closest to, they spend the most time with us. And I didn't want to be that cranky bitchy mom to my kids, but nice to the lady in the I know. I don't want to be mean to her either, but I just think we need to, when we're really stressed, you need to check your energy levels and not expend them in ways that are not valuable to right. have less for the, the people who are the most valuable. Right. So yeah. these are the ones who are always here for you, who love you and call it. Literally the word is cultivating. You're cultivating the joy. You're like, as if you're growing a garden. You know, Absolutely. Cultivating it. You're making sure that everything you're adding to it is a positive thing. I did an experiment with my kids when we had seven kids in high school. I was on the phone and my kids used to make fun of me. I mean, they always make fun of me about a lot of stuff, which I love. But I said, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And they were all walking around like, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I'm like, let's take two weeks and do an experiment. Every single one of you, your teachers, your friends, anyone who helps you, not like normal everyday stuff, but when somebody goes out of their way, even if it's just a little bit, that teacher takes five minutes to talk to you about the test, you know, but he took five minutes just for you. I want you to look at them and make sure there's eye contact and say, thank you. I appreciate you. And just gauge people's reaction. And in two weeks, they came back and they were like, holy cow, mom had no idea how much of an impact that would make because people want to be seen. That's what my mother used to say. If there's one thing there's a shortage of, it's a kind word. Ah. Oh. And it's true. Just, just a kind word goes a long way. In fact, every time I say something to my husband, like, I so appreciate that you went to the grocery store. At the beginning of the pandemic, he would go to the grocery store without me. And, you know, he'd, he'd be braving the front lines and bringing the food home. And I always said, oh, honey, thank you for taking such good care of me during this. I really appreciate that. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, he kind of liked yeah. it. <laughs> and it's not disingenuous. You're coming from a very genuine place. You're saying it. You're saying thank you in a way that makes a bigger impact. Period. If you're going to say thank you anyway, say it in a way that makes a bigger impact. And that's really easy to do. And as a hundred percent genuine, you are thankful. You're yes. seeing the person while you're being thankful. Yes. Yes. Well, I think you've got, I think you've got the heart of what is at joy and relationship, Jen, really. Is there anything else you want to wrap up on with relationships, with spouse, with... Um, this is what I'm learning. I, you know, I work with a lot of women in their 50s and 60s, actually, who are looking for love. And the good news is there's a lot of single people out there 
They're, most of them are not your soulmate, but one might be. So it's worth looking. It's definitely worth looking. And also, my experience is being in relationship, I'm pretty much happy with a good man. I'm happy every day. Yeah. I, we, we handle life together. And so if you even have a, a thought that relationship might bring you joy, you, you've had main thought. Don't give up on relationship. I agree because it's not easy. Those of us who have been divorced and started over, and I don't have regret about my divorce. It wasn't what I planned, and I can't imagine those being salvageable relationships, but I would rather work on the one that I'm in than start over because the grass is not always a great thing. Yes. Like work on the one you're in. And if you're not in one, look for a good man. You know, I have, I have clients who are 68, 72, beginning good relationships with good men. What else are you going to do? I love that. Last chance. <laughs> I was thinking of naming, uh, the, my new book is called To See the One, but I was thinking of, of calling something last chance. This is your last chance. Like grab at the chance. And then come to it and do the maintenance it takes. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on Compounding Joy. I love giving people just like solid tips on bringing more gratitude and joy into their life. Thank you. Thank you.